The source of strength was God, and it wasn't enough for them just to know that. They needed the reminder. So when the hands are upraised to where? To God. When the hands are upraised to God, they're winning. When the hands come down, they're losing. Why do I need that story? Because I tend to think that there are all sorts of problems in my life that I can solve with my own expertise. And God says, you need to lift your hands to the Lord and recognize there, up there, that's where my strength comes from. Apparently, apparently, we need that object lesson. Remember Jehoshaphat, same thing. Enemies greater than Jehoshaphat and his army. Why does, why does Jehoshaphat send out the worshipers and the musicians in front of the army? Everyone knows singing doesn't win battles. Why does God tell Joshua to march around Jericho seven times and then the seventh time break these things open and shout and scream? Everybody knows shouting doesn't make walls fall down. We all know that. And so the lifting of hands, in this case with Moses and Aaron and her, is just, it's an outward reminder that my heart needs. I am so inclined to look to other resources. Lifting of hands is a a point of dependence. God gives object lessons to his people, outward physical actions and gestures to integrate inward spiritual realities. And here's, here's a key point. I'm as certain of this fact as I am certain of my own name. It is a gigantic mistake to think the church has somehow moved beyond this need for this kind of reminder in our worship. It's like Jesus commanding people to be outwardly baptized, to picture their immersion into new kingdom life. Every part of the old life is drowned. Every part of the old life. Every part of my being is soaked in new kingdom rule. That will never happen just naturally to me. Baptism embodies it. It enforces this kind of truth. I wonder how many Christians, you're in this room, you're listening to me right now, and you're finding your life all just gummed up in repeated sin and bondage. You find the presence and power of God to be distant and just academic, all because they've mistakenly concluded that baptism is just another one of those empty religious rituals and I can do it whenever I get around to it. Your life's going to be gummed up until you do it. Lifting up of hands in prayer is just linked to receiving help, divine help from the Lord. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cry out to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Okay, I got to move on. Three. The lifting up of hands is a means of pleasing and blessing the Lord. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord. Now, this shifts the emphasis just slightly. 
because we're not the focus here. Our needs are not even the focus here. Here's what David says. Here's a reason for lifting up your hands in the holy place. Bless the Lord. God likes it. Now, seriously, does anyone in this room need another reason on top of that? God likes it. Lift up your hands in the holy place and what? Bless the Lord. It pleases him. Ought that not to be enough? Shouldn't that close the issue forever? Do I really need another reason on top of the fact that my God likes it? Do I have a better reason for not lifting up my hands? (laughs) The logic is ridiculous. It's interesting to note that Solomon, David's son, remembered the importance of this practice. Years later at the dedication of the temple, Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and he spread out his hands toward heaven. And I read that text. Who told Solomon to do that? They weren't singing a praise chorus. There was no band. Nothing from Hillsong to help them out. And he just, the dedication of the temple, this is where God comes and dwells. And it's like David, lift up your hands and bless the Lord. And Solomon, at the dedication of the temple, before he opens his mouth, he's going to pray a beautiful prayer, but before he does, he spreads out his hands toward heaven. Four. This is different. The lifting up of hands to the Lord is a sign of the earnestness we bring in confession and repentance of sin and wickedness. Lamentations, I don't know if you've read much of it. It's, it's this lament God has judged. You read some of Lamentations, and it's, you don't even think it's appropriate for kids to read. Parents starving to death, eating their children to stay alive. Yeah, it's in your Bible. Lamentations. It is one of the darkest, bleakest books in the whole of inspired scripture, and every Christian should read it. And It's interesting to me that right in the middle of it, the darkest, I, I just find that a moving thing, the darkest book in the Bible, and right in the middle of it is where you find the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Doesn't look like it. Is that where you are? Doesn't look like it. What a mess. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord has done what he has purposed. He has carried out his word, which he commanded long ago. He has thrown down without pity. He has made the enemy rejoice over you and exalted the might of your foes. Their heart cried to the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears stream down like a torrent day and night. Give yourself no rest, your eyes no respite. Arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him 
for the lives of your children who faint for hunger at the head of the street. Not a pretty picture. I think you can see, I think you can see the thought pattern, the mindset we bring as we lift our hands to the Lord is not always the same. Did you catch that? This is a gesture that has to be filled with fresh understanding every time. What am I doing? Here, the prophet urges the people to a depth of petition, intercession that they weren't used to. They had taken the word of the Lord lightly. They had been careless, immoral, indifferent. Now they were to come lifting their hands to express hunger. Not blessing, hunger. Like the hunger you would express for the life of your own child. So there's something we need to digest about worship in these words. Lifting up of hands sometimes is an expression of celebration. We're, we're pretty good at that. Because the celebration part of worship usually is the most musical part of worship and the easiest for us to engage in. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are other times when the lifting up of hands is its desperate. What in the world have I been doing? How long have I been disobedient, oh God, and not even cared about it? And your hands stretch out. Just, and, and God... Jeremiah describes this powerful paradox. Lift your heart when you want to bless the Lord. Lift your hands when you want to bless the Lord. Lift your hands when you're full of joy. And extend your hands when your heart is heavy, when your soul is desperate. So now, okay, I'm learning something. Lifting up the hands, it's far removed from just emotionalism. It's a thought-through expression, sometimes of confession, sometimes a plea, sometimes a request, sometimes relying on the Lord, sometimes blessing his name. Five, we're almost done. The lifting up of hands to the Lord is a sign of surrender and consecration. Psalm 141, 2. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you. And, and the lifting up of my hands as, as the evening sacrifice. It's interesting. Beautiful words. Let me, let me tell you what I think David calls to mind in this verse as he lifts up his hands to the Lord. First, unlike us, this is the part that's obsolete now. But David lived in a day with the morning and the evening sacrifices still repeated as an absolute necessity. So, so as David prayed these words and taught the people to pray them in their worship, that's what the Psalms were used for, David knew that in a few hours a young lamb would be slaughtered just before the sun went down. He knows that. And he knew that while the people slept and while he slept, Another young lamb would be prepared for slaughter first thing when the sun started to come up over the horizon. We know that 
This is what you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs, a year old, day by day, day, day by day regularly. One lamb you shall offer in the morning. The other lamb you shall offer at twilight. Now, we don't offer those sacrifices. Not anymore. But the significance of the lifting our hands to the Lord remains the same. David calls to mind, let me lift up my hands and let it be like that evening sacrifice and the one that they're going to get ready tomorrow morning. And he calls to mind the necessity of those sacrifices. And David recognizes this, and I recognize it, and growingly we need to recognize it. One of the things that I'm reminding myself, and I lift my hands to the Lord, is they're empty. They're empty. Let the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice and the morning sacrifice because maybe you've walked with Jesus for 50 years. I've been a Christian for 60 years. 60 years. And I need the reminder and I lift these empty hands to the Lord because because December 11, 2022, at 11 o'clock, I need mercy. I still need it. Anybody else in the room? I, let, let the lifting of these empty hands, these receiving hands, they're not offering anything. Let it be like that morning and evening sacrifice, only now it's, it's the blood of the ultimate sacrifice, born at Christmas, born to die, lay down his life. And Jesus, just like when I gave my heart to you when I was seven years old, Please come, forgive me of all the sins I committed Saturday when I didn't love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. When I was consumed with other things. And it's not enough somehow. Somehow I need the reminder that I have, (laughs) please, (laughs) just your mercy. This is why the practice of lifting up of hands has such obvious abiding meaning. We don't offer two lambs every morning, night. Still, we come to the house of the Lord, seeking mercy and grace, striving for holiness, purity of life. So I see these are the reasons, the scriptural reasons that Paul would continue to say when you come and you're praying and you're lifting these requests, I want everyone lifting holy hands to the Lord. When it's done with understanding, come to the throne of God with your worship and praise and lift up your hands. Come with your petition and your cry to the Lord and lift up your hands. Come when you're overwhelmed by your sin and your guilt and lift up your hands. Come when you want to just please the Lord and lift up your hands but let it be done with understanding. Let it be done with understanding. See, this applies to you whether you're Anglican or Lutheran or Baptist or Charismatic or Pentecostal. This is Bible I'm talking about. This isn't our statement of faith for the POC. This is Bible. 
and everyone said, 